0: exciting. So, uh, I, have been wanting to do this for a while. I wanted to have a talk about Tim Dearborn, our, our great friend who, uh, passed away a few years ago and, you know, he was such a unique individual that we got to work with at Dell. And I remember getting to work with him first, uh, coming in and sort of all you characters kind of being at Dell, uh, and knowing that Tim, uh, I don't really know when he started or how long he was at Dell, but I know that um, we all have sort of our own individual little stories that, that we um, fortunately got to have uh, along, along with Tim. So I think we should just kind of talk about it and kind of go over all the, all the years and and good times that we've got, we've gotten to have with Tim.
1: Yeah, that sounds good. Well, Pedro, you probably had the first encounters with, with Tim at, at at
2: Dell, right? So uh, I met Tim at a party at Design Edge. I was still at IBM and uh, Design Edge used to host parties at Christmas time. And uh, Tim got a job that I applied for. So I am like, who the heck is this guy? There was a little bit of friction on my part, not his. Because he's he's a sweetheart.
1: Why uh, do I find that hard to believe?
2: <laughs> so uh, long story short, a couple years later, uh, the VP that didn't want to hire any ex-IBMers uh, left or was not a VP anymore. And I got the job. So uh, Tim and I and a handful of other people try to coordinate some of the stuff because all the uh, divisions were running autonomous. No cohesiveness, no commonality with logos or any of that stuff. Uh, always admired the guy. He was always very creative, not only at work, but without some, some stuff that he helped him with outside. Uh, the thing that you see right here, uh, we used to host a thing called Red that later became Rojo because Michael Dell decided to partner up with that guy that did the Red products, and I decided, let me change the name. Anyways, Tim did that as a donation for Rojo. Rojo was a challenge to designers in town to donate art, original art, and we would auction it off at Ginny's Little Longhorn, and the proceeds would go to somebody. So uh, that's a crayon uh, painting, drawing, whatever that Tim did. Hola. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> Thanks for rolling me in. <laughs> so uh, I'll wrap up soon. Uh, we, I think we became real good friends. We would travel. I uh, stayed at his house in Saquenol, Michigan, I guess it's called. Uh, we went to Viking Fest a couple times together. Uh, and... Scott may not know this, but we used to meet at Ginny's Little Longhorn at least once a week and have a, a Bud Light. And these were, huh? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not working anymore. I, I don't confirm nor deny. <laughs> no, never. Never working hours. Uh, and there's a window at, at the Mosquito Garden where every time we had beers would peel a, la- a la- label from the Bud Light and stick it on that window. So the uh, last time Tim was in town, he uh, he uh, brought in uh, some kind of a sticker and that's the last label that was, was ever placed on that, that window. They're still there. There's like three or four generations of Bud Light uh, stickers. Wow, that's cool. That's great
3: i knew nothing about that that is that's cool
0: Uh, i i remember when i when i got in there was you know tim and and eric and everybody was scattered in the studio there was no like real um location for everyone we were kind of you know in various spots in the cube farm and you know tim just was doing whatever and and it was it was we were you guys were in the middle of e1 design development and all i remembered is whenever i would hook up with him in Taiwan, he would always regale the same story over how he got dinged on his performance review two years in a row on the two-tone black paint. I know, Eric, you remember that. It is just, he would always be like, two times I got dinged on my performance review from Ken on that. Two times, it's really funny.
3: What was with the paint? What what was the issue?
0: We made the mistake of trying to do two-tone black paint. One was it like seven gloss units, and the other one was like seventeen <laughs> gloss units. And and we were trying to differentiate. And of course, the the, the tolerances from the, the factories were uh, at least ten gloss units. So it was just <laughs> it was just a nightmare. And I think um, you know Tim had the unfortunate position of sitting by the, the large um, uh, meeting room. And so whenever anybody would need anything um, or need a model, they would always come and bother Tim. <laughs> <laughs> and and I think, I, I think, and I don't know this for a fact, but there was the two-tone model that Ken kept asking for. I think Tim threw it away. I think he finally got rid of it because <laughs> it, it was just, a. it was going nowhere. And it was, it was really a bad situation. And, and, and I, I, I believe that he got rid of it.
4: I think, I think that sounds I think like he Tim. did the same thing with the, um, the original uh, E series one, the one that he worked on with uh, pentagram. Be, <laughs> when they brought that into the meeting and there was like that whole issue about the thickness of it so um that that one he was always because i remember being at those id councils and i remember ken saying hey hey eric can you fetch (laughs) can you fetch the model and i'd run to tim's cube i'm like we need the model he's like
2: i don't have the model
4: (laughs) so i'd have to go back in and say like i don't know where tim is i don't have the model
0: uh but Um, tim was um
4: tim was great he was uh I started and I came from the consultancy world, so I came into Dell and like you know, just just wrapped up in kind of the corporate world, kind of understanding what was going on. Tim Tim really took me under, uh, you know, his his arm and was so great, so gracious. Always had time. I mean, things were on fire, and you could come into his cube and he would just kind of smile at you and talk forever. If I needed to like figure out a certain thing or find a certain file. He was, he was perfect, um, and I really appreciated that with him. He always was patient, always had a good mood, and he kind that of taught me a lot about patient. what he called the theater, which was kind of like, you know, the, the typical kind of corporate politics. He was just really good at playing that. I would walk into ID councils with him, and I would get hit with so many arrows, and Tim would walk out unscathed, and I was just <laughs> always impressed. I was always impressed how he navigated we, those. Uh, it was it- amazing. You got to think. You got to think about it. When I when I started
3: when I started at at Dell, like it was almost twenty years ago, and Tim Dearborn was up in ISG Enterprise and he ran the whole show by himself. Yeah. It now takes I don't know how many are in, in Tom's organization <laughs> forty five people something like that. And now it now takes forty five of us to do it. What what Tim used to do. That's
1: amazing. All by himself. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> I I remember. So what, I worked at IBM and I was interviewing to to come to Dell, and I was gonna. I was not sure if I wanted to do notebooks or servers. So I was kind of fl- fluttering around between Round Rock Five and Palmer. And Tim Tim was kind of escorting me around. So I was meeting doing interviews in Round Rock Five, then we would jump in his little Honda S2000 and run sure. down to Palmer. And uh, I'd go and do interviews with Ken and, and other, other folks, and you know, just in that drive back and forth between Palmer and, and Round Rock, I knew I knew right away that this was a guy I wanted to to hang out with, and and not just do work with, but just socialize and, and learn from. So I knew that I was going to take the job purely because I was going to be working with Tim. He was the he was the guy who who sold me on coming to Dell, you know, because I I was. I was in two minds whether I was going to stay at IBM or go to Dell. And he, he just made it a no-brainer, you know? Yeah. He
3: made the difference. No-brainer. That's awesome. Hey, when you started, it was you, Tim, and Josh? Josh had right, just left. So it was
1: it, – it. Oh, he just left. Yeah, it was, it was me and Tim, and Tim, and we were right? reporting to Ken. And then oh, okay. it was literally, I don't know, a month later, maybe you, yeah. you came on as the manager, I I, I think, right? Just It was, it was really quick after –
3: yeah, yeah, it was a few months, I think. Yeah, it was pretty it was pretty quick, I guess. Yeah. I couldn't remember if Josh no, was he, still he there. He wasn't but
1: there. Not, but uh, but you're right, Eric. He was such a he had the, the corporate politics down. He could he could make anything happen. And he was unflappable as well. Like people would be railing at him and you could not you could not get yeah. that guy flustered at all. Yeah. You know, he was as cool he was the coolest cat I, I know, you know. And and the other thing I was gonna say, which was really annoying with Tim is You'd think you've got something designed, and you—it you, can't be bettered. And and just out of nowhere, he'd just he'd just let it percolate and sit, and then he'd just come out with, "Well, have you tried doing this or whatever?" And uh, you'd do it, and you go, "God damn it!" He he knew what he was doing, and he would hardly ever—he wouldn't because he did had yeah, done he, it before. He just right? had this knack of of, of really the, the intuition he had was outstanding. I think.
5: Yeah. Yeah, I I, I echo. He, he, he gave me the sort of same spiel one day when I was feeling particularly anxious about something. I don't remember what it was, but I'll never forget him saying, man, you got to stop. Work is theater. Yeah. All of this is just a big show, and you need to figure out how to act within it. And he didn't mean that as a you know way to schlep responsibility or, or just ignore things. That's not what he was saying. He was just saying, you've got to work work in between the spaces in the right ways and not let that um, get to you so much. And I'll, I'll just, as a as a young guy within Dell, I think that's one of the first um, great pieces of advice I, I got from him professionally. Um, got a lot uh, out of the personal relationship, but um, so much um, professionally from him. It's, 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 it's incredible. Um, and I can remember the first time I... I met him was actually for each series when we went for our, our queues. And it was, I had traveled, I think once or twice to Asia before that. Um, it was the first time I ever met him, which is kind of weird because, um, uh, back, back then, I think you guys remember the, the, the UX, ID relationships weren't as <laughs> strong and solidified as they, mm-hmm. they are today. So I, I just remember, you know ux was often off over here doing something and design was happening over here and you know every once in a while they come together but there wasn't uh, such great um uh, interaction integration uh, between the two groups okay. and so yeah. when, when that trip happened um the manager at the time said hey you're gonna, you're going to go over to taiwan and travel with designers i'm going to go and tim's boss mac is going to go which where's mac by the way <laughs> we should we should have him uh, on round two for sure. Um, but we all went over I think it was the first time all of us had been to Taiwan. Um, so it was it was incredible to kind of go while I knew my manager, but with two other strangers, and just be like, I don't know these people. I'm going to a very very strange place um, that I know nothing about. And I remember that first week, um, we were all kind of wondering what to do. Well, first of all, we showed up on a holiday. Just typical for, for newbies, right? It was a holiday. It was like a Monday and it was a holiday and we showed up. We we're trying to call like a, a comp hall, I think it was or something, and say, okay, when's the first meeting? You know, we're all like, and they're like, uh, we're closed today. <laughs> so I remember the first thing we did is we went to the, we went to the train station and uh, Mac, you know, Matt Proud, Mac, he's like, I can figure out, we'll, we'll go. I, I know there's this famous... Um, Place that has a really nice tea house. And I'm like, Mac, you've never been here. How do you know any of that? But anyway, uh, so we just signed a blindly-followed Mac. And um, just to kind of illustrate Tim's unflappableness, un- it was just unbelievable. We're in this train station. Tim's like, I don't feel that good. I'm going to go go use the restroom. So he disappears and Mac is off, you know, kind of figuring out the train tickets to wherever we're going. I happened to be jumped I didn't know that at the time. I had no idea where Chalmann was, and he goes away, and Mac comes back, you know, after some time because Max obviously not as skilled at buying train tickets as he thought he was, so it took him. And you know, Tim's still gone, and I'm just like, where, where is he? Where 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 did he go? And I so I, I actually went to the bathroom to get him. I've never done that in my life for anybody, but anyway, I was like, I was really worried. That he- <laughs> something happened to him it was like 30 minutes so I go in the bathroom and I kind of look around and you know it's a Taiwan train station bathroom not not very pleasant and um <laughs> hey, Tim you in here he's like yeah like, you okay buddy he's like yeah there's no toilet paper in here <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I, I, I'm not in the situation uh, that he's in. I'm freaked out. I'm like, why not? <laughs> what are you, you know what, what's going on? <laughs> and I remember running out. There's probably seven. Maybe they don't use toilet paper yeah. here. You know how it is here. Sometimes there's literally no toilet paper in the bathroom, or it's like on the wall somewhere you're supposed to go. You know. In.
2: But anyway, there wasn't any, so I went to
5: uh, seven and got some tissues and handed them over. But <laughs> like cool oh, as a cucumber you know he was like i, I handle hey, hey man here you go i'm all excited and he's like thank you thank you <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just so even so even keeled oh awesome. Awesome. like you guys said he brought that to his work every day um, while continuing to do just amazing amazing work and i can't remember how many times you know as young UXer I was like thought I had the best idea ever and you know to your point it's like no. You know a little while later maybe we'd be drinking, having a beer later or something like that well I looked at it from this perspective or, or like this and um, you know it's just god damn it <laughs> <laughs> you want, you want to be a smart young guy here and come up with a solution and he, he always seemed to have something better so really really
1: I think the other thing which really stood out is he could make friends with anyone so fast, Uh, you know, it, it it was ridiculous. Yeah. (laughs) Like literally I I was one time in Taipei and I'm like, I need to go and buy some tea to bring home. So we we go to a tea shop and uh, you can't just go in and buy tea with Tim. He ends up like talking to the owner. I've got a photo here. I'll, I'll pull it up in a bit, but he, he basically ends up talking to the owner and then we sit down for like an hour and a half. Deciding which tea we're going to buy, and it's like, how did Tim just manage to sit down and have tea with the owner of this place? I mean, I couldn't, I, I could barely buy tea, let alone strike up a conversation and and start to to, to do what he did. It, it was absolutely insane, really. But that, that's the thing.
3: It seems like every everywhere we went with Tim in Taiwan, yes. he knew the owner. I don't know how that is, yeah. but he knew the owner of. Every place
5: yeah. we I had did. so many free drinks because he knew the owner. I, 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 I shudder to, to think about what it did to my liver.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah that was r- ridiculous. Was that it? That was the, that tea, was the tea place, tea yeah. Place so that, we spent about? an hour and a half yeah. and this guy was pulling out all sorts of different teas and stuff. So I...
3: It wasn't yeah. just one
1: tea, was so, it? crazy. <sighs>
5: I, I think that Tim, Tim looks so young there the doesn't aspect he of his life. Like you know, sometimes you, you meet people in the work life and they're totally different outside. And, you
0: know, yeah. Was really he was the same guy. He was the same guy. I loved it. I'd be in the middle of whatever I'd be in and um furiously working and I'd be in Taiwan, you know, when he was he'd already moved there and and I would just get this instant message that would pop up, he's like do you want to go to Building C for a meeting? And I'd write, now? And it'd be like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. He's like, yes. And I would just say, okay. And then I'd see him and he'd get up and he'd walk over. He wouldn't say a word. He wouldn't look at me. I'd, I'd look around and I'm looking for everyone to see if like they're noticing us leaving in the middle of the day. And we would just walk out and go to Building C and go, go C. have a couple of beers. Building C must be the code name for GLL. <laughs> well, like G L L L, it was uh, Carnegie's right down the street from from the, the Shangri-La. So we would yeah. always go. That's where we would start at Carnegie's. And then and then he'd say, well, uh, what do you want to eat? And I go, well, what's good? He's like, well, I know the owner of the place around the corner. It was always a good time. It was always fun.
5: Yeah, that 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 those those would often turn into um, long evenings. Right? You want to eat? Okay. Well, you want to want to get a drink after dinner? Where should we go? It's always invariably. Well, I know the owner of this place, and have you been there? And, yeah, it's just so, so much um, fun. He, he lived really uh, carefree. Yeah,
2: yeah. So he. Uh
3: how long was he at Dell? I, I don't I don't I can't even remember how long he He, he Dell hired field. he hired on
2: a couple of years before I did. And and yeah, cuz he okay. uh he, I applied for the job that he got and uh I Yeah, mentioned you told whatever. us already. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> look, Richard, look. <laughs> anyway, so so he coerced me into roasting a pig in Taiwan. You all heard that story, right?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Unfortunately, it's the worst, the worst pig I have ever made in my life. <laughs> didn't
5: you guys? Didn't you guys send like 30 people to the hospital?
2: That was that was primo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so we go to the equivalent to Home Depot and buy the right shit to make the pit, and the pig is frozen solid, which I've never had. And yeah, things went downhill from there. Thad, you weren't there at the time, right? You hadn't made it that.
5: I was there. I wasn't living there, um, so okay. I, I remember. I think I was there for some reason, but some reason I, I wasn't with you guys during the okay. escapade. But I remember. Didn't didn't the pig go into the back of a taxi at one point? Yeah, mo-
2: motorcycle, taxi, airplane, yeah. and yeah. <laughs> and then it, we we roasted it again. He, he, he makes friends. This guy, this young guy. Uh, who, who was with the, the defense department and Jonathan. he was training Jonathan and he was training wow. Taiwanese how to, how to shoot missiles, missiles right? It's like how the hell did you <laughs> anyways I am so glad that nobody died from that roasted pig because <laughs> the shit was raw <laughs>
0: Where did you- there, was, yes. there was salmonella on it huh? Where did you cook it? <laughs> but where did you cook it? Wasn't it? A no, 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 no! This 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 but,
2: American no. young whoopersnapper that knew how to shoot missiles was training the the uh, Taiwanese military, and he had rented this beautiful place, uh, and everything was tiled. So we we put the pit on top of tile, and it took forever. Mac Tanaka and 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 his wife were there at the time. Everybody came and I'm like holy shit it wouldn't it wouldn't cook
3: Was it a house? It was at a house. You guys were yes, at a house. Where were you? Was, yeah. At a house in the back the, back, the back porch, porch style, style,
2: style or something like that. It was a very nice place. Uh, and this guy lived there alone and it was huge. So the location was awesome but didn't work out.
5: <laughs> so just so you guys know that guy is still here. Uh, I still chat with him. From Wow! He, uh, I guess we gotta we gotta bring we gotta bring this into the conversation at some point. So
2: yes, yeah,
5: Married one of the bartenders from Saints and Sinners, John. John. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you guys remember Carrie, who was a good friend uh, to us
4: all, um, he,
5: he's married to Carrie, and they have two uh, little boys. Oh, wow!
4: Have,
2: uh,
5: three and five.
2: Wow!
4: <laughs> That's amazing.
5: So, that so, so did, did I I embellish
2: that he shoots missiles? No,
5: no. He <laughs> okay. never never really fully explained to me what he does. But my husband, <laughs> he, he trains he trains how to press the button at the right yes. time. Yes, <laughs> and so that relationship
3: yes. happened through Tim, I guess. Yeah. I mean, so, was
5: so same thing Tim's, like that. Uh, you know, we go we, yeah. we go to the when we first come to Taiwan. You don't seek out the, the Taiwan thing. You seek out the things that feel familiar. And right next to the Shangri La, right, is, is Saints and Sinners. So Saints and Finners, Eric. Get that expense report in line and, and not you know, use the right. Seat. But, you know, that was right next to the hotel. And I remember that's the first time I had a real a meeting, any kind of lengthy conversation. When we first got here with them, I think we ate there the first night and we conversation. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a good trip. You know, sometimes you go on a trip with somebody the first time. You're like, uh, you really I kind of don't know, like you could tell right away it was going to be great. Um, but she worked there and then, you know, they had the other bar, I think across town called the MLP. And I think when Jonathan first started coming here, that, that was a bar um, that a lot of those guys, the defense contractor guys in the other part of the town closer to the airport would go to. So as far as I know, Tim meant Jonathan. MOP, and I think when they first met, Jonathan and Carrie weren't really an item. Uh, not, not really. The, the timeline's a little bit fuzzy there, but I think um, I don't think they were really an item. An item. They they kind of got to know each other during the time that we, we first started going over there. But yeah, it's just another. It just so yeah. many people he would meet. And, uh, You know, I would never, I would never meet somebody that you know, worked in the work training the, the Taiwanese army uh, guys. To, Shoot so, people. so many stories like that of, of random people that he would
2: interact with. And who was the lady? The lady that owned a bar that got the pig for us. That was one of his first connections. Molly.
5: Yeah, Molly. Okay. Molly right. the bar. Um, they, yeah. Of course, Saints and Sinners is, is closed, but MOP is still going. Uh, huh. so they, they still they still have the bar, and um, I don't go there very very much. It's it's kind of actually. I don't like going there. It's, it's good memories, but it's it's kind of um, you know hard memories uh, for me. Uh, but you know they, they're still going, and uh, I just yeah, it's just amazing he could meet the most random interesting people. But I, like I said, it, sometimes it was annoying because sometimes he could also meet the most. Uh, random annoying people.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but to, that goes hand in hand, I guess. You had to have the same
5: interaction. And I guess that also speaks to his um, his outgoingness and his friendliness and treating everyone with the same amount of respect and reverence. And um, you know, I think that's that's very inspirational for me to see, you know, I I, I certainly lean towards the other direction. You guys probably uh, so it was it was getting me out of my comfort zone from time to time uh, with some of those interactions, which is good. I'm a better person for it today.
2: So yeah. it's it's amazing that uh, I don't know who put this thing together. Tony, did you do that? Yes, sir. It's amazing <laughs> that that we're all here because of him, right? We're all talking yep. because of him. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah I mean the. I wonder if that was part of his attraction to Taiwan too—that he had the ability to meet yeah. a lot of people, you know, in, in high frequency, you know, <laughs> and just constantly meet 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 people.
4: Something that he wasn't able yeah. to do in. Austin, I agree. Right? I mean, we used to talk about. A different, um, a different actually, city, wore different, I wore the shirt for it. I went I went out to Marfa and I ran into and Now I forgot the name of the <laughs> small consultancy. <laughs> In the ID1. ID1.
2: One, ID one. ID one. Glenn Clifton. Glenn, Glenn. Glenn yeah, Glenn yeah. Clifton. So I ran into Glenn and Marfa,
4: <laughs> and I'm like, and, and he was kind of like, oh, he was kind of avoiding me because I, like, had discovered him. So then I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, it's Glenn. And so I came back that Monday and I told Tim, and Tim's just like, no, that's where he went. And then Tim said he, he pulled the Danny deck chair. And I don't know if you guys remember that. Uh-huh. I've never seen the movie, but it's like this Australian comedy about this person who like is kind of like stuck a little bit where he is. And as a joke, he ties all these balloons to his deck chair, helium balloons. And the deck chair actually takes off and flies to another part of Australia (laughs) and lands. And the guy falls in love with this cop, this this female cop, and then starts this new life. And like Tim was always talking about a Danny deck chair. And I really feel like for him, Taiwan was that Danny deck chair where he like went out there he was so comfortable out there, and just made a great life for himself. So I'm so happy he was able to do that. Yeah, yeah. it was it was yeah, very really... weird. Go
0: ahead. Oh no, I mean, he just to your point, you know, he was really comfortable just being him there, yeah. you know, and just yeah, and and I, that's what I always liked about hanging out with him and, and traveling around with him is because you never knew what you were going to run into, and, and you never knew that anyway in Taiwan. Just by yourself, but you know, with him, it was always like, "Well, you know, I mean, how bad could it be, right?" You, you're only, I mean, you you you've got a flight ticket out in, in whatever five days, so it's like, I know I'm gonna leave, so whatever happens, happens, and, and and it was just it was just so it was just it was just great, you know, it was really great, and and uh, you know, when Cat got to meet him, and you know, we were all hanging out with Constance and Tim and Cat, and. Kat and we went on this drive around Taiwan. I, I, Pat, I don't think you were there, but it was me and Tim, uh, Howler, Constance, and she had gotten two Audis because she worked at the Audi dealership, and so Tim drove <laughs> one with with um, the boys, and then Constance drove one with the girls, and then Jonas met us in his uh, in his BMW or whatever, and and we were just driving around, and you know, just. It was just so ridiculous that these, you know, we're in this big Audi A8, driving, ripping around the mountains, going to some place just so we could go and eat. It was, it was just, it was just ridiculous. It was the, it was the silliest thing I've ever done.
3: I can was that during business hours? I can remember we did. It a, was on a Saturday.
5: Oh yeah, okay.
3: <laughs> we did an offsite in in uh, Taiwan, and I don't even remember when it was. It must have been ten. It
1: 2011 like 12 years ago or something I do yeah <laughs>
3: yeah we spent a
1: week we spent
3: we spent yeah we spent like four or five days up in the in the mountains at an offside mm-hmm. it was awesome it was awesome but I remember you know going from Taipei down to what it's Walin and then up into the mountains and uh and Tim and Hasham decided they were going to rent scooters. I don't even know where. Did they, I don't think they drove all the way down there on scooters. But I just remember, holy shit! I'm <laughs> I'm the senior guy here. One of them is going to die, and I'm going to be. I'm going it, to. It's going to be my fucking fault. <laughs> I just knew it was going to happen. And him and sham, they rented scooters and drove around somewhere. I don't know if it was Wildin or where where it was, but they they, they 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 ended up surviving. It was not a good idea though. But it was it was. I mean. Putting Hasham yeah. and yeah. Tim together was a that, that was a big mistake. That was
2: a Molotov cocktail. <laughs>
4: yeah.
5: well,
1: well, so my, my drive-in story with uh, with Tim was how many of you been in Tim's own car in in Taipei? Wow. Oh, I got, I got. Oh, yeah, I this was. I, uh, I
5: sat in that thing when he
1: got it. It smelled so bad that so I'm not riding anywhere <laughs> it, it was bad. That picture.
5: That thing,
4: oh.
5: that thing sat in the basement of, of the Taiwan parking lot. I mean, the, I, I'm afraid to say too much, but you know, <laughs> uh, up above you get a parking spot, and so you know, most of the people park down there. It's some pretty nice cars.
1: <laughs> <it's
2: really cool>.
1: Yeah, he we, we, needed gas, so we we had to because he wanted to get. He was trying to sell it, so we uh, we took it out for gas, and it was a pretty scary thing because I guess he, he probably used it once in nine months or something. So yeah. it was it stank, it stank. Uh, as bad as saying it was had no gas. And we took it to the car wash. So we were trying to get it cleaned and things. So we were down near uh, Songshan Airport, I think. Uh, but the coolest part was. We just went and watched planes for like an hour after after we kind of got it all running and stuff. But that thing was
0: rough. Did he buy that car from somebody in the studio, or did he sell it to somebody in the studio? No, he he bought it from Shan
1: Yin. Shan Yin is one of the usability okay. people, and she, that right. that was her car. And she, she called it a piece of crap when she had it. And then I think I remember it. He, Tim sent me a picture of it being towed away, like maybe a year before he passed. So I, I think he couldn't sell it because it, he hadn't paid tax on it or something. So it was it was like breaking all of the Taiwanese rules, and it, he he wasn't allowed to do anything with it. So this big blue truck came with sirens and stuff and t- took it away. So. Oh, so I guess he no, never he, did he sell was it, just huh? happy to offload it. I think. Yeah strapped
5: in but that thing sat in the basement you know in the parking lot below the building for like you said months on end and you know there's like all these BMWs and Mercs <laughs> and, and
0: the cars down
5: there because the people who park there you know of a higher level and there's this like old dilapidated moldy <laughs> civic sitting there never moving for like months on end every once in a while I'd ask him about hey is your car still there like I
0: don't know. <laughs> uh, that's great. That's great.
3: Wow. Tim's Tim's LinkedIn is still up and the last recommendation is from that.
0: Wow. I never checked.
4: That's yeah, it's crazy, always crazy too. when I get, you know I think it, I think Tim was the one that yeah, I got like <clears throat> Celebrating work anniversaries, and it was Tim, and he had passed away. And I just thought this is freaky. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah.
2: So, so it must be an anniversary of his death or something, because uh, the YouTube video that he took of a uh, of him that they made of the, uh, the pig roast showed up a couple of days ago on my whatever. Oh, really? Yeah. So that no. that was very strange. Hmm. I still is have I his. Is that on his YouTube channel? I don't know, Tony. I don't know enough about YouTube. I I avoid all that shit, as you know. Uh, But it it popped up on my my iPhone, the video.
5: The
2: the guys in Taiwan made a lengthy video. Anyways, yeah.
1: I think we should talk about uh, 7-Eleven Bingo. You know,
2: because, <laughs> I never you put know, Eric, did,
1: did that start with him? I didn't even realize that. Oh, my God, that. that's great. We we, we invented, well, it, it, it was a, it was an invention. Oh it was, God. you know, we're designers, so we're ob- observant people, right? <laughs> and uh, we observed that there's a lot of 7-Elevens in, in Taiwan, and then we realized you could actually buy alcohol in these things. So then... <laughs> One day, I don't know. It was going to Team Room C, I guess, as Tony (laughs) would say. We were, uh, we were like thinking, well, you can actually buy alcohol on these things. So, could you drink an an alcoholic beverage between? You know, do you have enough time between stores to to actually consume? And then it just turned into, well, actually, I'm walking home. How many Seven-Eleven's are there between here and the hotel? So let's just let's just do that if you see a 7-eleven let's just stop in and get one well it turned out there's so many 7-elevens we'd drunk like ten, we'd done like 10 stops before i made Never it to the, it the hyatt so <laughs> it ended up being it, wow. you get better at the game as you practice it more so then you, you'd say well we'll, we'll include a 7-eleven on the side street if you could see one in the side street you would go there as well or you'd you'd do the uh, the ninja game, which would be 7-Eleven and high lives. You'd include high lives or Family Mart's in the in the discussion as well. But anyway, this was Tim suggesting that we should start a uh, a game of 7-Eleven.
2: I have uh, the the last email I received from him. Uh, it's still in my inbox. Uh, I couldn't. I couldn't. It was very incoherent. I couldn't understand most of the stuff he wrote on there. Uh but you know, uh I had traveled quite a bit in in at IBM and at Dell and Tim didn't travel internationally uh much at at Dell. It was all domestic cuz everything was done in the US. Uh I too feel very happy for him because when he went to Taiwan, it was like it was like Holy shit, he discovered a whole new world. And he worked it, and Scott knows more about this than I do. Uh, He worked it really hard to to move over there. And then he worked it really hard to become a Taiwan employee. Uh, And he met a lovely lady there, Constance, and I've gotten to know, Maria and I, my wife, I've gotten to know her quite well. Uh, So whenever it's time to go, he, he enjoyed he enjoyed his stint in, in Taiwan quite a bit. So I, I am happy for him. I, I am very happy for him.
4: I think, I think his first trip to Taiwan was his first. It definitely was his first trip to Asia, I thought, because I remember Tanaka talking about that. I think but it was his it was first overseas. overseas.
5: Yeah, it was his first overseas. Um, yeah. Like I said, I'd been there... Taiwan one. Yeah, I, I've been to Asia once or twice before for some some other projects, and that was the first time um, it been. I think outside the U.S., maybe the exception of Canada or Mexico or something like that. And so, and, and as you guys know, Taiwan um, at first blush is a lot different than other parts of Asia. Like it's it's, it's a little easier, you know, landing in Japan on your first trip of it than it is like ta- Taiwan, especially in those days. Um, it's changed so much now. Um, but yeah, and what I think is really kind of inspirational is he, he did those trips. He really enjoyed himself and he enjoyed, like I said, meeting people and um, learning about culture here, but he, he went beyond that. He's like, this is where I want to be. Like I, he always tell me when I when before he moved here. Um, You'd always tell me, "I'm gonna end up here. I'm gonna build a concrete and glass house on the side of a mountain, and I'm just gonna stare at the mountain, stare off the mountain, drinking whiskey, and, and watching the ocean for my days." He said that from very on, and you know, you know, kind of think Okay, sure, buddy. <laughs> good, 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 call. Um, you know. That's kind of what he. That's kind of what he ended up he
0: doing. I mean, Constance
3: laid his ashes out in front of that cafe, he right? More or less
5: and, did it. I mean, he was on his way to doing that exact yeah. thing. You know, he wasn't ready to uh, go live yeah. on the side of a mountain yet because he was still enjoying uh, the the other parts of his life. But he, 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 I have no doubt he would have made that happen. Uh, and he just like like he did make it happen. You know, he he decided I want to do this, and I remember him. At the time, uh, he was such an inspiration to me because I just, like, I had no concept that that was even possible. Um, but I had similar feelings to him. You know, I really like coming here. I, thought my, I just felt my um, level of stress was so much less when I was over here, which is, like, a really, really weird thing to say. Um, but after a while, you start to get used to a place, and you start to feel it, and you um, get more comfortable. And I remember we would always talk about, you know,
0: the, the worst moment, any part of our year, uh, which I
5: guess speaks to how well we were living, um, is getting on, getting, walking, um, on through the doors of the American airlines plane back to America. <laughs> 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 yeah. that, is, that is the most shocking, uh, uncomfortable, uh, moment that, that we would have during that period of time. It's like getting on the plane and hearing, you know, we'd always talk about, um, We don't understand much Chinese, so when people are kind of having their bullshit talk, we don't hear it. It's like totally, you know, not not reaching us. As soon as you walk through the doors of that plane, you have everybody. You can hear everything. It's like a cornucopia of bullshit talk, and (laughs) Um, so it's like sit in the chair, put on the ear mugs, and and drink some, try to pass out. Um, But you know, he inspired me to do the same thing you know like i felt like hey i'm more comfortable here i should try to be here and he put that plan together for himself he pitched it you guys as you guys said he got he got shit done when it needed to get done and for it for a professionally in his personal life and he pitched it made it happen and um gosh he was i can't imagine a, a happier human being than, than him at the time that he was I'm, I'm i'm
3: confident that if you know there was a point where where he was, an, he was, he, he transferred from being an expat to a local, a local hire, right? And there was, there was, uh, and I'm speaking as a manager right now because there was pressure, um, you know, to to pull all the expats back out of out of uh, Taipei. And I'm pretty confident that um, if he did not given the opportunity to be a local hire with Dell, he would have found another way to stay. Yeah, in
5: Taipei. he was not coming back. I'm yeah.
3: Confident. No, he was not coming back.
4: He was not coming back. I remember he he told me a story. I think him and Steve Gluscoer used to work at Continuum. I think they both worked there. No, yeah, I It was, I uh, it,
2: was uh, it was Andrew Moore, Drew Moore. Oh, and was Drew, it, uh, Oh, was it Drew Moore and not Steve? Drew Moore and Steve, and uh, not Steve. No.
4: Oh, oh, oh! It was Drew Moore because he was saying that there was a time in which um, I think it, I think Continuum was going through a rough time, and it, it might have been Drew Moore was like <laughs> sending out, and I think it was a fax to a yeah. Dell recruiter, and like, and Tim saw. Tim said he saw the fax go in, yeah. and I maybe he talked to Drew, but he said he put his name on it as well, and then yeah. as it. <laughs> <laughs> and then faxed it out, so it had Drew's name and then like Tim's name, like scribbled on nice. it as well, like, like with yeah. a contact number, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So if that's actually how he got his, you know, introduction to Dell, that would be pretty funny.
2: So 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 the way I remember it is, uh, Dell was hiring like crazy. we were, when I got in, we were bringing one hundred forty-five people a week wow. hired. Uh, so Dell is canvassing. And Continuum was about to lay off people. So yep. they got this fax that Dell was looking for people. And that's how, <laughs> yeah, they both got in. Yeah. So neither neither one of them, yeah, neither one of them is there anymore.
5: Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's great.
2: So uh, he had that 2000, 2000 car, which is probably the second fastest car I've ever driven. Second to uh, RC's. BMW, the first one he got. Um, so he lends me and Maria that car because I had a piece of shit TR6 that didn't run half the time. And then he goes, yeah, why don't you take a converter, a real car for a ride. So we took it out to Llano, come back. Along the way back, I spot a dead deer that's been on the road for probably a couple months or whatever. And I said, I got to take some of this back to Tim So, scrummish over his console, find a knife, cut the the hoofs off of the thing, put it in the trunk, and get to his house. And I said, I brought you a gift. (laughs) All right. So, fast forward, I don't know, 10 years. He's in town with Constance. I lend them my little Z3. They go for a ride. They leave town. I open my trunk, and there's a, a bunch of deer skulls in the trunk of the car. So payback sometimes is hell. <laughs> so he I I had the opportunity to buy that car and I was not when he left. And I was not in the right frame of mind, but I wish I had, I had bought it. Because I'm such a cheap bastard.
3: All you all you could all you could afford was the license. Well, he gave me right, that. Right. He
2: donated that to the cost. So oh, that, that, I am that, such a cheap point. bastard. I said, Tim, I can't <laughs> buy that car because you cannot rotate the tires on that car. I need to be able to rotate the tires.
5: It's really weird. I, I, just today, um, you know, looking at some Instagram stuff and you guys are probably familiar with bring a trailer, um, the, the auction classic car, well, I don't know if it's a classic car, but it's a car auction site. What car do you think popped up this morning? I, I swear to God silver S two thousand I believe the same year. Unbelievable! You know how much they were asking for it, Pedro. That you're gonna. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thirty one thousand USD. This car has become a classic. And that's. He was right. on to something, yeah, he, wasn't he? He always had an eye for kind of stuff like that, and you know, I remember the car was fun. I loved lunch with them in it, but. Um,
3: well, what I like about this, the the Seven Eleven example that Rich brought up before the Seven Eleven Bingo is that even when he was out, you know, partying or entertaining himself, yeah. he was still designing. He was still designing. I mean, he was yeah. designing drunk, right? <laughs> he was. He was still. He was designing a game in Taiwan, right? And and uh, that was that's pretty impressive. That's oh, he was designing inside the store. <laughs> <laughs>
1: This is this is is a good story. This was uh, this was. It's too bad Tanaka is not here because I think this was uh, Tim needed a headshot for he was going to pick up an award on behalf of Dell in (laughs) Tokyo, I think. And uh, so basically, he hired this uh, photographer to to to, We went to a few places in town, and and I was just tagging along. So I, I was watching. This is just Tim getting ready for his headshot. But I think the joke of the whole thing is, and that oh, can probably correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think he flew to Tokyo, got up, uh, did the award acceptance, and it was basically in Japanese. He said, thank you very much, and turned around and, and left. And that, that was pretty much it, I think.
5: No, it's, it's, it's actually, uh, let, me, let, me, uh, let me see if I can share something here.
0: Yeah, I remember this story because he, he so, practiced his Japanese for it. Right.
4: Yeah, I remember the story too.
5: Can you guys see this picture? So this is him buying that suit. You can see it laying on the on the the, the back right there. Um, so, so oh he you know, we won we won the good design award for Welsh's, the education PC with the cart system, you, you probably remember. Yeah. Um and so I remember Joe Jasinski, he was asking around, hey, we won this, can somebody go and get it? And I have no idea why, but for whatever reason, Mac couldn't go, obviously, it would have been a natural choice. The guy's Japanese, he could uh, talk to everybody and do all that. So I don't know why Mac couldn't go. So uh, Tim's like, you know, and Tim's style, I'll do it. But I remember, I remember he, after he, he, he volunteered, he's like, I don't even have a suit. Uh, we got to go get a suit. So we, so we walk, we walk to uh, one of the night markets here. It, we may have made the trip up to Shillin for for this one because it was such a. We wanted we wanted obviously a, a wide variety to choose from, and I and I remember him uh, going into the shop and the sales lady here, um, you know, comes up and tries to help him. Of course, no English spoken, so we're trying to do. Hand gesturing, she started to pick out things and you know, kind of put it up against his chest and you know, hung uh, how hung how you know, and 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 just trying to sell him everything she could. And uh, he finally picks out this like uh, black thing. It was, I'll be honest, it was terrible. It was like this. It had this weird zipper on it and this this weird collar. But somehow he puts it on and he just looked great in it. You know, it was the jacket just sitting there looked terrible. But when Tim put it on, and I think your picture shows it, it, he looked great. Um, And so, but this is him negotiating with her on on the price of this jacket. And I'm going to guess this jacket was probably like, Ten U.S. dollars or some, some something. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to hammer her down, and she's just like looking at him, going, "What are you doing?" <laughs> and, and anyway, we, we get the suit, and uh, and he he's uh, he's getting ready for the trip, right? And I don't know what he expected because. You know, this is a this is a big, you guys are designers. I think this is a really important work in yeah. the design space. And yeah. he, he's kind of now realizing how important it is. Like after the fact, the first part, he heard Japan and he's just like, I'm, you know, I don't, I'm there. And, and then he started to sink in like how important it was. And I remember um, I, wasn't, I wasn't actually there. I left, I think the time we bought the suit and he was going to go do the award, I remember staying up really late at night in Austin to watch him give this speech. And the speech was just incredibly hilarious because he had Mac write out this somewhat elaborate speech. What are you in, in, in not in Japanese but how it sounds phonetically and
3: English. Phonetically, it's like,
5: yeah. so it's like Kuka, you know, like written out in 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 Arabic. Word. It's like, what are you going to sound like a caveman up there? Like, just like this piece of paper. And he's like, Yeah, I know, but I'm going to practice it really good, and I actually think I can memorize it without using the paper. Of course, he got up on stage, and <laughs> he looked really handsome. But he was, I, you know, I, I'm not Japanese. I don't know. Uh, what he actually said, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't anything like what he said, or it was complete gibberish because you could just tell there was a bit of murmuring in the audience, and you know, like this this seems to be going not as planned. But anyway, he, he, he got through it, and again, a testament to his is just I don't give a shit. I'm gonna live my life, kind of attitude, and go and do this, and. I remember him coming back from that, being super excited that he had the opportunity and he he had a chance to talk with all these Japanese designers who, you know, when you're there in person, not up on stage were were very friendly and um, nice. So really, really funny story. I remember when we, when we went to get that suit in between the, in between actually purchasing the suit, they did some minor like altercations for a shirt or something for him, And we went around to that night market and, Again, in his true spirit, we went to play like some game, like maybe throwing baseballs at models or something or shooting an air rifle. And he would always try to debate these people about the merits of the game and how they could make it better. <laughs> 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 they're doing it wrong, you know, it's not, not quite this way. And I was just always like, <laughs> they have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> we went and did that for a little bit, came back, the suit was ready to go, and yeah, he crushed it.
0: Well, what I remember from that from that speech was that because I, I remember they showed they they showed the video of it back in Austin, and he's doing this thing and you know his best Japanese, and there was I I think the MC was a was a lady and and she immediately said oh, thank you very much Mr Dearborn we you know we appreciate it. just like a perfect English like came back and, and then everybody at home we all laughed because we we're like well. Why did he do that in Japanese if they can huh. understand the English? I don't get it.
5: They all speak English. <laughs>
0: I've, I've never
5: um, confirmed this with Mac, but my suspicion is Mac maybe was, you know, yanking his chain a little bit. But a little tweak. A hundred percent, a little, little tweak. It was, it was but I think Tim is also
3: Tim is also the kind of guy that would work, yeah. try to yeah. do it in, the, yeah. No, yeah, you know, in that language. Absolutely. You know, he would he want to accommodate the yep. the environment yep. that he's in. Right? He's just
5: that kind. Yep. Of, I can remember know. them sitting in the studio like, with like the sheet of paper, writing out these words, and I'm just
4: looking at my just like <laughs> <laughs> not going
0: to
4: go well. <laughs> 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 oh man
0: yeah he he there's so many so many things i recall one one time i'm in i'm in the studio in taipei and the the the, the team of of people the locals are doing something and I, they were mounting something on the wall and i i don't know what it was i think they were clocks maybe like they put the world timer clocks up in the in the in oh, the yeah. new studio and and I'm I'm looking and Tim's just like, Oh yeah, 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 they're they're doing that. And I'm like, Okay. And I'm kind of thinking, like, well, shouldn't you know, maybe he could help? I mean, it seems like he might have a better understanding. And and then, you know, 30 minutes later, like one of the clocks just jumps off the wall and lands on the floor. And I look at Tim, I go, Do you do you want to help? He's like, Nah, he goes, I just let him just let him keep going. It's fine. It this is just, you know, just let it go. It's okay. Just just great. Just great. It's a process. It's a process. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just just go, go with the flow, right? You just, you don't, you don't react to anything. You just kind of let it, let it happen.
2: You can't give him fish for always.
0: <laughs> well, we're coming up on an hour, you guys. Um, I think, I think it's been a lot of fun. I hope, I hope you guys enjoyed it and we'll, yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Thanks yeah, for putting together. Yeah, I'll figure out the editing, and it'll probably take me a week or so to kind of get it all done, and and I'll let you guys know when when I put it up. Um, so may, maybe we maybe we do these more frequently or or something. And I'm um, up for that. You know, yeah, like, you know, do a little 20 minute like story from Tim. You know, Tim's design <laughs> stories of like, you know, design design is theater in in the corporate world. I think that's a really good. That That's would a probably idea. be the takeaway, right? Is, yeah. is, uh, yeah. Don't let this shit get to you, because, as you guys know, man, we don't have a lot of time on this on this rock, and yeah. uh, we yeah. gotta enjoy it while we yeah. can, and don't let these little things uh, take us out when uh, when when they don't
2: really matter. Yep. Hey, yep. it's been good seeing you guys. Thanks for including yeah. the old man. Absolutely. Good. <laughs> <laughs> So
5: good to see good you guys. See you,
3: Pedro.
0: Good to talking to you guys.
3: You too, Eric. Look like you're doing. Look like you're doing yeah. good he hasn't, up there. So he
0: hasn't aged a bit. He
5: looks <laughs> <insane>. <laughs> no. really the same. No. Like are you doing like Cairo therapy you something? Eric, back from the past. What,
4: what are you doing? <laughs> what are collagen. Doing? I'm harvesting it's organs collagen. up here. <laughs> <It's> oh. <so smooth. laughs>
3: um. <laughs> It was funny, though, Tony. Last time we saw each other, I had shaved my beard, and you yeah, were along a like mine, and now yours is gone. Mine's back, and, mine's
0: back, and yours is gone. What the hell happened? Well, the wife, you know, it turns out that, you know. Uh, veto. It's, wife veto. It's, it's, yeah, there you, go. you don't get as much cuddle time as you probably want got to make her happy. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <go>.
0: New rules. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, this has been great. And, I mean, I've had so many uh, – the funniest thing is Tim and I bonded at uh, Marcella Walk. There were so many lunches mm-hmm. there yeah. where he would call it crack sauce. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'd get, I'd give anything for one more of those lunches with Tim. Yeah, they, were really, they were yeah, great. They were great. There was always something. Something happened crazy in the morning, and we were just there, like, just laughing, trying Did to figure you out your- if we needed to go back for the afternoon.
0: <laughs> I, so. By lunchtime, Eric, I want to know: Did you have your shirt on, or was it still <laughs> off, draped over your shoulder? <laughs> I'm
4: built for the Northeast. It was way too hot. I was <laughs> sweating. It was coming in.
0: You'd come in with your shirt over <laughs> your shoulder. Hair was <laughs> like this
4: already.
0: Your hair would be messed up. You'd have your shirt on, and by the end of the day, it'd be off again. You'd have your T-shirt on. You'd be walking out. I gotta go. I gotta go. Uh, good time. Uh, that's good stuff. It's good to right, see you all. Yeah, man, yeah. right, that's great. Thanks for the memories.
1: That oh, was a good night. Yeah.
0: Till yeah, next guys, time. Till next time. Right, right.
4: right. Take care. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.